0: Who is John the Baptist? John chapter 1, verses 19 through 42. Now this is the testimony of John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? And he answered, No. Then they said to him, Who are you that we may give an answer to those who sent us? What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now those who were sent were from the Pharisees, and they asked him, saying, Why then do you baptize if you are not the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? John answered them, saying, I baptize with water, but there stands one among you whom you do not know. It is he who coming after me is preferred before me, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loose. These things were done in Bethabara, beyond the Jordan, where John was baptizing. The next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who is preferred before me, for he was before me. I did not know him, but that he should be revealed to Israel, This is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit, and I have seen and testified that this is the Son of God." Again, the next day John stood with two of his disciples, and looking at Jesus as he walked, he said, "'Behold the Lamb of God!' The two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. Then Jesus turned, and seeing them following, said to them, What do you seek? They said to him, Rabbi, which is to say, when translated, Teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come and see. They came and saw where he was staying and remained with him that day. Now it was about the tenth hour. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated the Christ, and he brought him to Jesus. Now when Jesus looked at him, he said, You are Simon the son of Jonah. You shall be called Cephas, which is translated a stone. Through today's scripture passage, especially verses from 20 to 31, John the Baptist bore witness to himself and Jesus. Before baptizing Jesus, John the Baptist testified, I baptize with water, but there stands one among you whom you do not know. It is he who, coming after me, is preferred before me, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loose. John chapter 1, verses 26 and 27. He also witnessed that his ministry was to reveal Jesus Christ to Israel by saying, I did not know him, but that he should be revealed to Israel. Therefore, I came baptizing with water. In order to witness that Jesus Christ was truly the Messiah, the Savior whom all the people of Israel had been waiting for. John the Baptist gave people the baptism of repentance, and he also baptized Jesus at the Jordan River. After giving the baptism to Jesus, he also testified that Jesus is the Son of God, saying, I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, Upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and testified that this is the Son of God." John chapter 1 verses 33 and 34. Actually John the Baptist knew about Jesus from the beginning. When the priests and Levites were provoking a quarrel with him, John the Baptist bore witness to Jesus Christ. He witnessed that Jesus Christ, he is the Savior that all the people of Israel have been waiting for, and he is the Savior of all humankind. Also, he gave witness to them about Jesus Christ by saying, having seen the Spirit descending upon his head, I knew he is the Son of God. But among the Pharisees, there wasn't anyone who could understand the things that John the Baptist was preaching about. It was because these people fundamentally thought that Jesus was neither the Son of God nor the Messiah. However, whether they did or did not believe, John's witness about Jesus continued on. The next day of Jesus' baptism, as John the Baptist was standing with two of his disciples, upon seeing Jesus passing by, he witnessed by saying, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John 1, 29 His account was true because he had transferred all the sins of humankind by baptizing Jesus. When Jesus came to John to be baptized, John was at a loss about what to do at first but Jesus ordered him permit it to be so now for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness Matthew 3:15 and John then laid both his hands on the head of Jesus to pass over all the sins of the world according to his command Then he bore witness to Jesus Christ as the Savior of humankind, who has taken on the sins of the world. When Jesus came to John to be baptized, John was at a loss about what to do at first. But Jesus ordered him, Permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness, Matthew chapter 3, verse 15. And John then laid both his hands on the head of Jesus to pass over all the sins of the world according to his command. Then he bore witness to Jesus Christ as the savior of humankind who has taken on the sins of the world. This means that he is the servant of God who had transferred the sins of the world to Jesus Christ. Through this witness given by John the Baptist, we have come to know that Jesus is the Lamb of God who has taken all the sins of the world. As such, John the Baptist bore witness to Jesus and his ministry for us as well as to himself. When John the Baptist was willing to bear witness to Jesus, It happened to be that Jesus was about to pass by John the Baptist, who was standing with two of his disciples. Then he witnessed to them, saying, Behold, the Lamb of God! John chapter 1, verse 29. He testified that this man, Jesus Christ, is precisely the Lamb of God. Due to his witness, two of John the Baptist's disciples followed him and became disciples of Jesus. After that, Andrew brought his brother Peter to Jesus, and Peter also became a disciple of Jesus. And the following day, Jesus met Philip, who also became one of his disciples. Then Philip went to Nathanael and said, We have found him of whom Moses in the law, and also the prophets, wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip requested Nathanael to come and see. John chapter 1 verse 46. As Nathanael was coming toward him, Jesus spoke of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no guile. John chapter 1, verse 47. Nathanael was surprised to hear these words. He said, Well, who would know everything inside of me? How do you know me? You truly are the Son of God, and you are the King of Israel. Then Jesus said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, Hereafter you shall see heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. John chapter 1 verse 51. As such, John the Apostle also went on to say that Jesus is Messiah the Savior, as was written by the prophets of the Old Testament. God had promised to send the Savior of humankind through the body of a virgin, and he actually did so in his time as he promised. Therefore, Jesus Christ was more than sufficient to be proclaimed as the Savior of humankind, the Son of God, and the Creator who created the entire universe and everything in it. Jesus Christ was the Son of God and the Savior of humankind. Therefore, even if we have nothing else in our hearts, there has to be the faith of believing in the baptism that Jesus Christ received from John the Baptist, and the blood of the cross. Even if we don't have any material power or prestige of this world, we must have the faith of believing in the baptism that Jesus had received and his blood shed on the cross. Why is this so? It is because by believing that Jesus Christ received the baptism by John the Baptist and shed his blood we attain the faith which brings true cleansing of our sins. When our Lord came to this earth, he was born in a barn and laid at the manger of a stable, but why was he born there? It was because there was no place to stay, for there were too many guests at places like the hotel or inn where people usually eat and sleep. This means that if people keep so many things in their hearts, they actually lack room in their hearts to receive Jesus. Jesus has to be seated at the center of everyone's heart, but people usually fill their hearts with the things of this world. Therefore, they have no place in their hearts to invite Jesus to stay. Dear fellow believers, do you think we could be well off without Jesus in our soul? If we have some necessities of life, we could go on living in this world on a basic level. However, if we did not have the faith of believing in the baptism that Jesus Christ has received, and the bloodshed for your life as well as mine, what would happen? If this were the case, your life as well as mine would be nothing. Even if we have everything that is needed for our flesh, our souls will wither away and die if we do not have the faith in the baptism that Jesus had received and the blood that he has shed on the cross. Jesus Christ is God, the Son of God, the creator of all things of the universe and our Savior. He has saved those of us who believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit from worldly sins by taking our sins once and for all by receiving the baptism, going to the cross, and vicariously dying on the cross. Jesus is our Savior who has carried away the sins of this world. We must go on living by faith, embracing Jesus Christ who came by the water and the spirit in our hearts. Even if you and I have nothing else, we must go on living with one single person in our hearts, Jesus. If we go on living our lives with Jesus Christ in our hearts, then he will provide us with things that we lack. Just as our Lord did miraculous works at a wedding in Cana, he will provide you with the word of truth and other necessities that you need to live. But if you go on living without the Lord within your hearts, he will not be able to help you when you are in a time of need. Therefore, through the work of John the Baptist, we must learn how we must live before God by faith, and also how to believe in Jesus Christ. Although we are living in this declining and complex world, we must go on living by having faith in the gospel word of the water and the spirit. We must know what kind of life is wise and blissful to live before God. God wants us to live with the gospel of the water and the spirit in the center of our hearts. Through the witness of John the Baptist, You and I now are able to believe that Jesus has become our Savior by fulfilling the gospel of the water and the Spirit. If we were to disregard John the Baptist's role and his ministry, would we have been able to know the great secret of salvation hidden in the gospel of the water and the Spirit? Have we ever seen Jesus with our bodily eyes? Are you able to see Jesus taking on your sins once and for all by receiving the baptism with your eyes of the flesh? We have not been able to see these physically. Nevertheless, by the written word of God, we are able to fully see that Jesus is our Savior. Let us read the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 6 and 7. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. This man came for a witness, to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. By these words, John the Baptist bears witness to the truth that Jesus is our Savior. The Bible had foretold John the Baptist as the one who would properly bear witness to Jesus. People today who believe in Jesus as the Savior are able to find out the true salvation through the ministry of John the Baptist and the account of the baptism that Jesus received from John the Baptist. Therefore, we have to know the ministry of John the Baptist and the account of the baptism that Jesus had received from John the Baptist as it is written in the scriptures. And so, we must believe in the fact that the Lord has remitted us from all sins by the gospel of the water and the Spirit. Unfortunately, most people continue to be unaware of the power of Jesus' baptism and his blood. We see people putting efforts into boasting of their own righteousness, without even knowing the significance of Jesus receiving the baptism from John the Baptist. They only try to raise their own righteousness. Sometimes, with Jesus as the pretext, they try to exalt their righteousness even higher. Therefore, they become separated from God even when they professed Jesus as their Savior. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness, to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. John chapter 1 verses 6 and 7. God the Father sent a servant who would witness that his son Jesus is the one who would save all the sinners. And that servant was John the Baptist. John the Baptist was the witness to salvation who could bear witness to Jesus as the Savior. We who have received the witness of John the Baptist are the disciples of Jesus, who also have to witness to others that Jesus is the savior who came into this world by the gospel of the water and the spirit. However, many people still say that John the Baptist was a failure. The reason is they misinterpret the context and meaning of Matthew chapter 11, verses two and three, by concluding that John the Baptist doubted Jesus was Messiah. Did John really doubt Jesus when he sent his disciples to Jesus? No, absolutely not. John the Baptist was eager to send his disciples to Jesus, saying, He must increase, but I must decrease. John chapter 3, verse 30. And he actually sent his disciples to Jesus one by one. And who were those who still remained beside him until he had finished his ministry? They were followers who were reluctant to believe his witness about Jesus to the end. If we were to disregard the witness of the baptism that John the Baptist had given to Jesus, how would we be able to realize the gospel truth of the water and the spirit? Without the gospel truth of the water and the Spirit, how would we be able to believe in Jesus as our Savior? If we are to believe in the gospel of the water and the Spirit, we must first believe that John the Baptist is the servant of God who is promised to precede the Messiah in the Old Testament. With this faith, we can believe in all the testimony of John the Baptist. Only then can we believe in the Savior by seeing the baptism of Jesus, the vicarious death of Jesus on the cross, and the resurrection of the Lord. Dear fellow believers, if so-called servants of God today were to refuse the witness of John the Baptist and Jesus, Their followers would never be able to know the gospel of the water and the spirit. We see that certain ministers today try to fulfill their own objectives by emptying the pockets of their church members. Such places where people gather should not be called the true church. These people do not know the true ministry of John the Baptist or that of Jesus, Yet how could they know about the gospel truth of the water and the Spirit? These ministers today are liars if they do not believe and bear witness to the truth that Jesus has come by the gospel of the water and the Spirit. We have to know about John the Baptist well. In Matthew chapter 11 verse 11 it is said, Assuredly I say to you, among those born of women... There is not risen one greater than John the Baptist. Truly, Elijah, who was prophesied in the Old Testament to come again before the Lord, is John the Baptist in the New Testament era. Malachi chapter 4 verses 1 through 3 and Matthew chapter 11 verse 14. This is because John the Baptist completed the mission of Elijah of the Old Testament. Such a faithful servant of God was John the Baptist, and he had the true heart of a servant of God. John the Baptist baptized Jesus in the Jordan River. That was the very righteous work and the beginning of the gospel of the water and the spirit, because Jesus could save sinners from sin by bearing all the sins of the world through his baptism. Matthew chapter three, verses 13 through 17. Let us read together the gospel of John chapter one, verses nine through 11. That was the true light, which gives light to every man who comes into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. The true light, that is, the light that shines upon every man by coming into the world, refers to Jesus. It is said that Jesus is the true God who came to this earth in human flesh and he is the true light of salvation. These words, the true light, means that Jesus is God. Jesus is the God of salvation. Jesus is the master of life. And Jesus is the savior who has saved us from the sins of the world. John the apostle continues to witness that was the true light which gives light to every man who comes into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. John chapter 1, verses 9 and 10 This universe was made by Jesus. This universe wasn't made through human beings. It didn't appear naturally, contrary to the evolutionists' claim never did this universe come into being in an evolutionary manner people of israel did not believe in jesus as god the son of god or the savior who came by the water and the spirit of course it is not the case that everyone did not believe but many people did not believe in jesus christ as their savior Thus, God abandoned them for some time because they did not believe in the savior of mankind and because of their sins they were put to death. They had to live in agony as international orphans for nearly 2,000 years. Captured by German Nazis, millions of Jews had died in gas chambers. It was because of just one reason that they did not believe in Jesus to be their Messiah as well as God. Because they did not know or believe the true identity of Jesus, not only did they not accept Jesus, but also they captured and handed over Jesus to Roman soldiers to crucify him. All the more they cried out to crucify him. Crucify him. Crucify him. He says that he is God. Such a man must be crucified. At the time when Pilate, the governor of Jews, tried Jesus, he found no guilt in him. Even so, people shouted out loud to crucify him. Just as the crowd shouted out those words, the governor Pilate washed his hands and said, I am innocent of the blood of this just person." Matthew chapter 27 verse 24. Pilate meant, I have no choice but to crucify this innocent Jesus, for you request the crucifixion of him obstinately. Because the people of Israel, in a voice even louder, asked for Jesus' death and said, His blood be on us and on our children," Matthew chapter 27, verse 25. They received the consequence of their actions in the future. According to those words, the land of Israel was burnt to the ground completely, and the people were sold as slaves in A.D. 70 by Titus, the Roman general. Although they resisted the Roman Empire and started independence movements during those times, General Titus of Rome took his army there and killed many people, regardless of age or sex. Also, he destroyed completely all the buildings of the Temple of God, and he even dug up and scattered the foundations of the Temple. In doing so, he destroyed the faith of all Israelites and eliminated every single ritual that they once performed. Furthermore, he scattered the people of Israel all over the Mediterranean world, and that is why the Jews have been living scattered all over the world. Due to their sins of standing against God and not believing in Jesus as God and their Savior, they suffered massacre by the Nazi army, and they have lived so miserably scattered all over the world. This is because of the sin they committed of not accepting Jesus Christ, Who is the true life as their savior. Even now, those who do not accept the true light will suffer from the same consequence. Even among the Christians, there are those who have been ruined. Why have they become so? It was because they did not believe fundamentally in Jesus, who has come by the gospel of the water and the spirit. Also, they have suffered such exploitation and have fallen into a truly blind faith because they did not believe in the witness given by John the Baptist, and they had professed that John the Baptist had failed. Most importantly, they have suffered because they did not believe Jesus to be the true savior who blotted out our sins completely with the gospel of the water and the blood. We must believe that Jesus is the true God, the true Savior, and the one who gives true life. We must believe that Jesus is the true God, the true Savior, and the one who gives true life. We must surely know and believe the fact that the number of saviors of sinners in this universe is only one, Jesus. No matter how great and competent a person may be, That person can never be able to save anyone from all sins. No matter how holy a pastor may be, without the gospel of the water and the spirit, the pastor cannot save even a single person from sin. You can receive salvation only by believing in Jesus, who has come by the gospel of the water and the spirit. And you can believe this truth only when you accept the witness of John the Baptist to Jesus Christ. It means that there is no other way to salvation except through the gospel of the water and the spirit. Let us read the gospel of John chapter 1 verse 12. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name jesus has saved those of us who believe in him that he came to this earth in the flesh of man took on all the sins of humankind once and for all through the baptism received from john shed all his blood having both of his hands and feet nailed to the cross and gave up his life on our behalf as the judgment for our sins to those of us who believe in Jesus, God gave us the right to become his children. But you have to pay attention to the words, But as many as received him. Whoever accepts Jesus and believes in him with thanksgiving can be a child of God for free. But if anyone does not do so, the person will be condemned. For you to be able to hear the word of God as something truly great. It is a great blessing before God for you to be able to hear the word of God in this hour of service. There are a great many treasures within this Bible word. The word of God is so beautiful that nothing can compare with it. Even masterpieces such as the works of Shakespeare of England are not comparable to it. When we are eager to listen to his word with a believing heart, these Bible scriptures can fulfill our ears, our thoughts, our hearts, our souls, and even our bodies. However, in believing the gospel of the water and the spirit, there is this provision, only those who receive him. Then what does it mean to receive, that is, to accept Jesus Christ who has come by the gospel of the water and the spirit? It means for us to believe and accept in our hearts that Jesus is God, the creator the Savior who has saved us from sins, and the Lamb who has received and taken on the judgment for the sake of our sins. Our Lord gives the right to become children of God to those who accept the salvation of Jesus by believing in the word of truth, which says that our Lord has come to this earth and saved us by the water and the blood. Those who receive God's gospel of the water and the spirit become filled with the blessing of the remission of all sins and other heavenly treasures. The word Jesus means Savior. To those who truly believe the truth that Jesus has saved us, our Lord gave the right to become the children of God. By believing in the name of Jesus, one is able to receive the right to become a child of God. Now let us read the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 12 and 13. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Dear fellow believers, many people think that one would unconditionally receive salvation if the person believes in Jesus somehow. They hold fast on to the Bible passage, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans ten thirteen. Others believe that they will be saved if they believe the doctrines of their denomination, and yet others argue that by relying on Calvin's doctrine of predestination, One cannot be convinced of one's salvation until the person stands before God. But it is written, Who were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. What people say is not important. What the Bible says is important. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John chapter 1 verse 1 The Word itself is God. If we believe God's Word before God, we get to receive salvation. I mean that the Word itself is God, and therefore, if we believe in it as it is written, we are allowed to receive salvation from all sins before God. People who have received salvation from sins are not born of the will of a human. And only those who believe in the truth of salvation that was spoken by God get to receive salvation. To be born of the will of man means to try to become born again by relying on one's own denomination, or by provoking the will of one's own flesh and emotions. Certain hair-raising feelings The speaking of tongues and vibrations in the body are all the things that some people experience when they pray and are examples of human emotions we receive salvation neither by desires of the flesh nor by blood lineage it is never the case that we arrive at salvation on our own accord just because we are pastors or because we are the children of a pastor no matter position class gender or age salvation is something individual and no matter who you are you have to accept the word of god to receive true salvation only those who believe in the fact that jesus is god the son of god and their savior and that jesus has saved them by the water and the blood receive the right to become the children of god Christianity today is moving in the direction of provoking the will of the flesh. People today who do not believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit are like that. Thus, the hour of service gets very noisy. These people speaking with tongues only disturb others' ears. What do these people try to do with the gift of tongues and the abilities that they claim to receive from God? They try to make money or exalt themselves. That is why in this day and age, we must spread the gospel of the water and the spirit and the language of people of every nation. If one becomes a pastor, a deacon, or an elder without the gospel of the water and the spirit, it is the case that the person has believed in Jesus according to his desires of the flesh. They are proud of their duties and pretend to have received the remission of sin without knowing the gospel truth. Even if your son is ordained, he would not be able to receive salvation from sins without the knowledge of the gospel of the water and the spirit. It is absolutely useless to lead a life of faith without having first received the remission of sins, by believing in the gospel of the water and the spirit. Our true truth of salvation comes only from the gospel of the water and the spirit. The salvation that God gives us is not of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, nor of blood. It is only of the faith of believing in the gospel word of the water and the spirit, which is God's truth. Is your faith based on the gospel of the water and the Spirit? These Bible scriptures testify that the gospel of the water and the Spirit is the only and original gospel. The truth recorded in the Bible states that Jesus Christ has come by the gospel of the water and the Spirit, and this truth has not changed for thousands of years. It is reported that over 90% of the remarkable scientists of the modern world history believe that these Bible scriptures are the Word of God. As you may know, Isaac Newton, one of the greatest scientists of world history, was a faithful believer in this Bible. If one wants to be a man of success, or a man of value, the person has to know and accept the Word of God, for it is the truth itself, and it gives us wisdom and insight. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 2. Only through the word of God are we able to hear God's voice and know his will, and also we are able to know and believe in the Savior who has come by the gospel of the water and the Spirit. Let us look at John chapter 1, verse 14. It is said, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory as of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth the fact that the word became flesh means that god who had created us came into this world as a human being and it means that all the people on this earth are able to meet jesus through the word of god upon seeing jesus John, who had seen and touched him with his eyes and hands, 1 John chapter 1, verse 1, said that he was full of grace and truth. It means that we get to see the glory of God through Jesus, who is the incarnation of the glory of God. We get to see the glory of God through Jesus. Through the Bible scriptures, We are able to see how Jesus has saved us from sins and we see that he has saved us by receiving the baptism from John, then vicariously dying on the cross, and finally resurrecting from the dead. We are able to see how righteous and full of love the grace of God is. Jesus Christ is the master of love who has saved us from sins unconditionally. Through Jesus, God has shown us the glory of his divine power and how just and merciful he is. Jesus Christ was full of grace and truth. We have come to receive salvation from all sins by believing in the gift of salvation from Jesus Christ, who has come by the water and the Spirit. The truth that our Lord has saved you from sins is the greatest gift in the world. Just as the word grace means to be thankful, the grace of salvation is a gift that God gave to us without price. Jesus Christ has saved us from the sins of the world once and for all by being born on this earth, receiving the baptism from John the Baptist, shedding his blood, and resurrecting from the dead. This is God's grace of salvation. God has given to you and me the gift of salvation from the sins of the world, which enables us to be born again. By spreading the gospel of the water and the spirit throughout the entire world, God bestows his grace of salvation to all living creatures. The gospel of the water and the spirit is the only truth of salvation in this world. This truth blankets the world with salvation and fills it with the grace of God. This truth of salvation which has not left us the least bit in want is something that was accomplished according to the promises of the Old Testament, and it has allowed anyone that believes in their heart in Jesus Christ who has come by the gospel of the water and the spirit to receive full salvation from all sins. After believing in this gospel of the water and the spirit, there is no concern for us to become a sinner once again due to our weakness. If we truly believe in this gospel word of the water and the spirit, we are blessed to receive full salvation through Jesus Christ and his truth. Through this truth, not only do we fully become the children of God, but also we fully become just, and we get to receive his abundant blessings. Let us look at John chapter 1, verse 16. And of his fullness we have all received, and grace for grace. You who believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit are now complete in Jesus, and should feel no spiritual thirst. Jesus is your savior. Jesus is the son of God. Jesus is the creator of the universe and all things in it. Would the one who has completely built the universe be in want of anything? Jesus our savior who came to save us from sins is the one who has created the entire visible and invisible world. Humans, animals, plants, angels, and all spiritual beings and of his fullness we have all received, and grace for grace." John chapter 1 verse 16. The entire Bible talks about no other Messiah other than Jesus. In the Bible a great deal of Jesus' ministry is described, but only a little is shown about the ministry of God the Father as well as the Holy Spirit. It is certain that people get to salvation from sins through Jesus the Savior. And because of this, the Bible places relative importance on Jesus Christ. It is said that through Jesus, God the Father made all creations and saved you and me from the sins of the world. Because Jesus is the omnipotent God, it was sufficient enough for him to save humans from sins. For us to receive salvation from the sins of the world as the gift of salvation given to us from Jesus. Now let us look at the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 17. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. The law that God gave to humankind was given through Moses. But the true life, the true way, and the real truth of salvation came through Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. John chapter 14 verse 6. The true way to our salvation came through Jesus Christ. Through Moses, God's law entered into this world. But Moses could not save us with that law. The law shows us how lacking our actions are and what grave sinners we are. However, Jesus Christ came to this earth with the truth, the true salvation, and the life. The reason why Jesus Christ came to this earth was to save you and me, and he did save us. It is written that the law was given through Moses, but the truth came through Jesus Christ. There is no other true savior except Jesus. Except for God, there can be no one else who could truly be the savior of mankind. There can be no one else. In the future, our world will be under a situation where hostile policies against Christianity prevail. If that happens, people who believe in Jesus will be under great persecution. Even so, the fact that only Jesus is the God of salvation and the one true Savior will not change, and our faith will therefore be unfailing, and yet some Christian authorities say that there is salvation in other religions, but in fact they are wolves and robbers who just exploit the money of their followers. Only Jesus has saved you and me from our sins and the sins of all humanity. Do you believe that only Jesus is our true Savior? We must believe in the one and only God, Jesus and his word. When we preach a sermon, we must deliver the word spoken by Jesus. People speak of what Socrates is like, what Hegel is like, what Kant is like, and what Confucius or Mencius said. But do these figures have something to do with your salvation? No, absolutely not. If possible, it is better not to speak such things in the hour of sermon. This hour of sermon is a time to preach the word of God, and it would be useless and even evil to preach anything else besides the word of God. If others were to preach words or long to listen to words that stand against the word of God and God's church, these people would be going against God, and they would become enemies of God. We have received salvation by believing in Jesus, and many people who haven't yet received salvation must listen to and believe in the gospel word of the water and the spirit. Our thoughts and hearts become clean only when we believe in the word of God. If we were to interpret the word of God in a worldly perspective, there would be no benefit for us at all. Humans can tolerate people's words, but when we view it in connection to our souls, such human thoughts we cannot simply tolerate. It is because human thoughts can block or degrade Jesus' words. Dear fellow believers, Although we may change, the gospel of the water and the spirit given by Jesus will never change. Jesus is the absolute Savior, and the word spoken by Jesus will stay forever until the end of the world. The Lord said, For assuredly I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, one jaw or one tittle will by no means pass from the law till all is fulfilled. Matthew chapter 5 verse 18. And for this reason we must believe in the word of god and believe and spread the gospel word of the water and the spirit also we must cherish this word of the water and the spirit within our hearts we must not keep a single piece of dirty dreg which is of human thought inside our heads and hearts we have received salvation We have received salvation by believing in the gospel of the water and the Spirit and the truth that Jesus is the true Savior and that Jesus is the true God. We believe that Jesus is the true God and the true Savior. We must continue to believe in the gospel of the water and the Spirit until we meet the Lord.